Hey there, adventurer. Damien, the DM and editor here. Just wanted to put a quick note at the beginning of this episode. This episode has been remastered and re-released in 2020, almost three years after its initial release. I'll be working my way through these early episodes and remastering them for quality and content. Before this episode gets started, I just wanted to take a moment to thank our patrons for supporting us along the way and allowing us to afford the tools to do something like this. I'd also like to thank the artists whose music we use in the show. Some have allowed us to use their work since the beginning, and others are getting a new chance to appear during this project. Thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Tabletop Audio, Windswept, Sirenscape, Alexander Nakarada from Serpent Sound Studios, Adrian Von Ziegler, Derek and Brandon Feichter, Scott Buckley, and Michael Gelfi. And welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around the table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Krista, and I play a Tabaxian rogue named Willow. I'm Chris, and I play Sug, a half orc fighter. I'm Chantel, and I play Chalul, a lizard folk warlock. And I'm Caitlin, I play Lass, a halfling rogue. And I'm Damien, I'm the DM. We'd like to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Sirenscape, Tim from Tabletop Audio, and Vinsfeb for their music contributions. This week, we are also using our first map made in Dungeon Fog, which is a map-making program that was successfully funded through Kickstarter and just started their alpha testing. Links to all of these websites and map images are in the show notes over at adventuresinarelia.com. So, see interesting looks as I look around the room today. Would anyone like to give a bit of a recap for last episode? Um, so Willow learned that Sanfia is missing, and Cassian has sent people out and can't find her. No leads. So we went and found Britt and had a conversation with him in a tavern that he was well known in. Willow has lost some potions to uh, to Chalul, who she called Chalula. But yeah, there was uh, some tension between Chalul and Willow for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we did learn a bit more about the whole uh, Undercity as well, and the market down there, and it's less than savory conditions. <laughs> we may possibly have a lead on someone who could give us some more information once we do get into the Undercity. Yes, you guys met up with Britt and then had a semi-private conversation with Britt over at a local tavern in the Thelnea district. Little Ritzy, I believe, all around the party spent like a dozen gold or so. It was seven for the meal. And And after you guys finish up your probably lunch is what it would have been, you guys hired a carriage. Well, Britt hired you guys a carriage. And that is where we left off as everyone... Kind of situated in the carriage. I am on the carriage with the yes, driver. Jalul <laughs> is up front. Front center. And everyone else gets inside. Right, because it was raining. Yes, it is raining. It is currently a bit stormy. So Britt, as he's about to get in, goes over to the driver and just instructs him. Take us to the uh take us back to the barons. We've got to get a few things. And then he climbs in last and shuts the door behind you guys in the carriage. And slowly the horse picks up speed. It is 
midday, you guys are in the town, so it, it stays at a relatively slow trot. And you guys make your way back to the Baron's estate. Does anyone have anything that they'd like to discuss during the carriage ride? I think Willis just still huffed about the potion thing. She's kind of just arms crossed, just here for the ride and doing her job. So probably about a few minutes of incredibly awkward silence later, Red is just... So I'm going to be taking all of you to the Barons. All of you be on your best behaviors. He, he looks over at Will and says, You, calm down with the fighting. I need you to be on your best behavior. I need to change and make myself a little more presentable for where we're going. Sug's slowly going to be falling asleep. Just like... He <laughs> <laughs> looks around. So how much gold do all of you have on you? Uh, a bit. Handful. Might want to leave some of that at your place. Is Chilul hearing this through the carriage? No. Okay. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the rain, sitting back. Leave it at our place? Yes, we're going to the commons. We're going some of it uh, quite a bit poorer than where we are now. And pickpockets. Pickpockets, uh, just in general, drawing attention to yourself if you've got a sack of gold on you. So it's, it's best generally to stay, you know, under a, a gold piece, maybe two. Oh, yes. Um, there is something Chalil would like to do, though. As he's sitting up there and away from the others and away from a particular cat's eyes, he would like to take a couple of his potions out and stash them inside of uh, his warlock robes. <laughs> All right, then. So Chalul tucks away some potions. How many do you do you tuck away, then? Um, I tuck away two. One in sleeve, yeah. <laughs> is the barons close to the den where we lived? No. No, you're so I mean, how by are we carriage, gonna... it's going to be like an hour or so. He said to stash away our stuff at our place, so how would we do that? Well, you could take it back to your place, too. We just need to know where to go. I don't think we should really tell Brit where we're from. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not sure what to do. Oh, you guys can just keep it on you, but, you know, be be cautious. Yeah, how much have you maybe, got? Maybe take a second pouch and put a few gold in the second pouch. Why, four gold? Oh, well, then you shouldn't have much of a problem. You're, That's you're it? A better target than some of us. Well, I have have platinum, too. Yeah, so do That's I. That's what they're going to be after. I feel like we're going to need to trust Brit. I just don't know how far we're going to trust Brit. The man is a bookie. Well, I can assure you all, you can trust me at least as far as you can throw me. I have a feeling information's still valuable to Brit. Well, of course. I, mean, I deal in information, I deal in money, I deal in all sorts of things. We did go to him for help. We did, and he's... You did, and I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I, I hear one, all one, of you one talking minute, one minute, to one Brit. another. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm okay with leaving stuff if we want to. I just don't know how much we want to let out currently. No offense, Britt. We just don't know you that well. I don't know you that well either. Yeah, but we already know who I'm you are. I'm doing you for. a favor. And oh, I, I have a feeling that this favor is not free. I'm sure I'll get something out of it. Yeah. At the very least, I'll get a little bit of excitement and a story to tell. Yeah. He just, like, looks at so just deadpan. <laughs> a little bit of a smirk on his face. It's up to you guys. I'm not caring enough to care about Chodol's just basking in the rain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and probably at this point, you guys would be nearing his, the estate. And as the carriage comes to a halt, Britt hops out and 
pretty much just goes goes over to the gatehouse and tells him, hey, uh, let us through. I'm vetting for these guys. And he climbs back in as you guys pull through. Hey, Britt, do we look okay for where we're going? Well, you kind of look like shit for being in here, but you look fine for where we're going to be going. Okay. Britt, what exactly do you do for the Baron? Books. You're the accountant? Yeah, you could say that. I also deal in, like I said, information. I talk to people. I attend parties for him. Are your books clean? Yes. Or are they cooked a little? Wouldn't you like That's to know? That's a very soap? forward question, considering we won't tell him where we live. Hey, if he's willing to share some information, I might be willing to share a little more myself. Though, this probably isn't a conversation to be having on his property. Eh, I'm not the only one that works for him. So... Let's, let's head in, shall we? And I will have you guys set up in a small parlor room while I go and get changed. Okay. Exchange some of my equipment. So yeah, the carriage comes to a halt in a covered area on the side of the Baron's estate. Ooh, fancy. Britt gets out, lets everyone else out after him, and goes up to the driver. Now, we're not done with you. We're actually going to need you to take us... At least one of the places along the way. We're going to be going to the commons. You will be paid handsomely for this. I know that some of you don't like leaving the district. You know, once you get us into the commons, then it'll be good enough. We can walk from there if you have an issue with actually going through. But we need you to wait here for a little bit while I go change. And the driver just kind of looks at us. <laughs> gives a nod. I mean, Britt looks over. Lizard, you ready? Oh, yeah, and yeah, chill. And unless you want to hang out here with the driver, he seems kind of dull and boring. <laughs> no, I had a satisfactory ride over. I'm ready to go. <laughs> just soaked. Yep. <laughs> just uh, He kind of just jumps down and kind of shakes off his robes and just drips, kind of drip down. <laughs> so Britt leads you guys through one of the side doors. There are two guards on the inside of this door. They're relatively at ease. They probably wouldn't be expecting anyone dangerous to be this far within the estate itself. Though, it is always best to keep your entrances covered. And Britt leads you down a couple hallways and into a small room. It's probably about 60 square feet. It's got a small table. It has a couple relatively nice chairs. There is a pitcher of water and some glasses sitting on the table. Is there uh, any windows? Uh, where you guys are, you'd be looking, you'd be on an inside area, so not in one of the exterior walls. And Britt just kind of presents his hand out and says, All right, all of you wait here. I'll be back in a few minutes. Did we see any other guards other than the two at the door? Oh, you would have definitely seen probably not necessarily guards, but there are other armed people within the confines of this building. You would have passed probably a few dozen people as you walked through. Okay, so Sug in his head is kind of trying to keep count of how many people he's seen between him and the door. And as Britt leaves, two guards actually take post outside of your door. They're not doing anything to seem threatening or menacing, just keeping watch, keeping an eye out of what's happening. That's comforting. It could be seen that they are protecting you just as much as they are protecting the house. What do they look like? They look like generic fantasy guards. <laughs> I mean, like leather armor, plate armor. Uh, chainmail. Chainmail. Yeah, they're and wearing chainmail. 
They have a short sword that is scabbarded. Both of them have them on their hip. They're not taking a very uptight posture. They're taking a pretty relaxed stance as they stand out. They've kind of got their arms folded in front of them. One of them is like leaning against the corner of the doorway here and just kind of glances in every once in a while. What race are they? Uh, one is a human and one is a half elf. Okay. Are they carrying like pole arm or is it just the short sword? No, just the short sword. So they're just in the doorway facing out or facing in? Oh, well, they're mostly kind of faced outward, but every once in a while you do notice they, they take a glance or since there are no windows or other doors, they're not really worried about you like disappearing or anything, but they're definitely somewhere that if you tried to leave, they could stop you or at least attempt to stop you. So does the party want to have any sort of conversation while they're waiting? What What's in the room besides just like a sitting process so some chairs and stuff? You'd have some chairs. You'd have a platter that has some glasses and water on it. Um, the walls would probably have a couple, not like extremely nice, but like kind of landscape pe- paintings. Probably a bookshelf with some fairly standard like light reading materials. Sug is going to go over to the bookshelf and open books, just kind of flip through them. And does does Sug Sug even able to read? I think he's the capability of reading. (laughs) He's he's base intelligence of 10. I don't know if anybody ever taught him how to read. I I would say probably not. So he's looking for pictures. He's looking for pictures. His books suck. I I feel like just out of random chance, he happens to find a book that tells of some history and like ends up finding a picture of a gallows and like a headsman's block and then finds like a scene of a large battle. It's a good book. (laughs) So Chilul is probably going to go ahead and grab the pitcher of water. And oh, no. uh, <laughs> are you not wet enough? I go over to a chair, sit in the chair, and start kind of swirling the pitcher of water. <laughs> Lass is is gonna walk over, put your her hand on your shoulder, which is probably still like this. <laughs> <Timmy> does. <laughs> just just sip it for now. Sip it. Duly noted. <laughs> and Chulo just kind of slows down his swirling of the water. Good impressions. I I remember my scolding when I we were at the bar earlier, so I will keep note of keeping my habit under control. So other than Chalul swirling some water, no one, no one, and Sug reading a book. Which, by the way, he puts back like in the bookshelf, like but not in line. Probably the bookshelf just like sits on top of the books and pulls out another one and opens it and it has no pictures. He puts it same thing. So it's just messing up the whole thing. If there was any kind of like... It probably wasn't like necessarily organized, but it looked nice. It was well presented. Yeah, now they're like half of them are falling over. (laughs) They're stacked up funny. Lass is standing there with her arms crossed, like sort of thrumming her fingers, impatiently tapping her foot. What's going on in Lass's head then? She is just anxious to get going because we're looking for a missing person. We don't know the state. Also, she's a little ticked off because nobody else feels like they can trust Brit enough to tell him where we live so we can drop off our oodles of money. I didn't say we shouldn't go. I just was asking if four gold was a lot to... I think Sug was actually the only one that was just like, no, no. She'll take some more sips of his drink. (laughs) So after probably a good 10 minutes of awkward silence as no one bothers speaking to each other. I don't think it'd be totally silent because I think Willow is... 
leaning against the wall. Her tail is swishing back and forth, and she's got her little bell that she's kind of just... It's around her neck, so she's just kind of messing with it, playing with it. So after a while, Britt ends up walking back into the room. Now, as you see him, he has a kind of downscaled dark green tunic on. He has some torn brown pants on, some well-worn leather shoes. He has a dagger and a, I believe, rapier belted at his hip. So, are we all ready to go? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, let's get going. All right, and he looks at the guards and is like, well, you know what to do, and walks and leads you guys back out to where he the said carriage that's the is. guards? Yes. I'm going to be staring at the guards, he like, like he waiting like, to Actually, as, as he says that and starts walking away, he pats one of them on, like, the bicep. Sug will slowly raise his hands to rest on the pommels of his short swords. So is Sug not moving then? No, he's just, he's waiting. He's watching well, the guards to yeah, see so what the Sug next... Sug isn't moving? Not at the moment. Then, like, as Britt walks away, does anyone follow? Chulo's gonna kind of sadly put his water pitcher down and start getting up and following after Britt. And Willow? Willow's following. Lass is in step with Britt. So, like, as everyone else walks away, does Sug just still kind of hang back with his hands? He's going to slowly start moving, but he's going to be watching the guards very closely. Britt turns and is just like, well, come on then. Let's get going. Come on, big man. So he'll walk, he'll walk slowly through, but the whole time, like, do you want to walk in front? I'll, I can let you lead if you'd like. No, he's just eyeballing the guards as he goes between them. He doesn't like other guys behind him. Uh, okay. He's well, very, on, let's go. very cautious about his butt. He starts <laughs> walking and just leads you guys out through a couple twists and turns. Sug, roll perception. <laughs> this is going to go well. <laughs> uh, six. Okay. Britt leads you guys out into the covered area with the carriage. It is still waiting. The man that has been driving it looks incredibly bored. Is there still the two guards? Like, what happened to the two guards that were standing at the door? They would still be there. No, I mean the, the ones at the door that we were in the room we were in. Did they oh, you fall? failed your perception check. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. <laughs> if I turn around and look, are they behind us? Uh, if you, like, stop and turn around and they're, they're not, like, right behind you or anything. Can I see them at all? No. Okay. There's still the two at the other door? The two that were guarding the entrance door are still there. Can I check on my pockets real quick? Everything's still there. Yes, everything feels like it's actually roll perception. No, <laughs> everything everything is still where you left it. And so Britt opens up the carriage, uh, holds the door open, and turns to Chilul. Oh, you still want to ride up on front or you want to ride on the inside? There's enough room in here for all of us if you'd like. Is it still raining? Willow, go ahead and uh, roll <laughs> me a d20. Nine. It is still raining, but it, it's not as heavy as it was before. Early, I mean, it had gotten a little bit stormy for probably about two hours. But as you're approaching like late afternoon, early evening, it's starting to settle down. The clouds look like they're starting to break a little bit. Yeah. Well, Chulu is going to be like, I believe I'm content with riding with the driver. <laughs> well, all right then. Rest you in salt. Last for you in. needing to go back home. Less, uh, as she's getting into the carriage, is going to speak up. Uh, would it be possible for us to stop by Lord Cassian's to drop off some of our personal belongings? I don't see why there'd be any problem with that. So he kind of 
leans out and looks at the driver. Um, we're gonna need to make a pit stop over at Lord Cassian's. You know what that is, right? Uh, I think so. Well, he says he knows what it is. Jewel can help. All right, yes. Uh, um, the the lizard man, he'll give you some directions if you need it. Chalul, go ahead and uh, roll a d20. <laughs> Five! <laughs> oh, no! Alright, so he closes the door and the carriage starts pulling away. So, y'all look for little Cassian then. For the time being. He's, a, he's not a bad fellow to look for. Does he play well? I see, that's a, that's a line that we don't want to cross yet. I understand, I get it. <laughs> we can talk about something other than work. <laughs> We've only recently come under his employ. Oh, I see. We I discussed see. this. As We're well. currently on a personal favor for him. He does owe us quite a bit. No, we owe we owe him. Personal favor plus something we just want to do too. Yes. To help a mutual, not friend, acquaintance. Yeah, I believe the word we you're looking for is acquaintance. <laughs> I un- I understand. You you don't have to go into any details for me. I mean, you just don't know a ton of what I do, so I don't need to know a ton of what you guys do. So, how many of you are familiar with the Commons? I've been through it. It's a large area of the city. It's where most of the common folk live, hence the name the commons. It's, you know, where the commoners are. It's some other... I mean, it's it's got its good parts and it's got its bad parts. And well, for what you guys are wanting to do, we're going to have to go to one of the, the badder parts. We're not going to, this, to the fighting pits, are we? No, 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 no. I don't think so. From what I know, this guy doesn't run any sort of fighting ring. I'm going to be meeting up with a rather interesting fellow. Goes by the name of Shifty. Shifty? Yes, he owns a bar. Bar named the Rat's Tail. The Rat's Tail. Yes, you'll you'll probably understand why he goes by Shifty when we get there. Is he Shifty? Yeah, he's he's got his his quirks. He's uh an interesting catman. Catman? Catman. Catman. Yeah, catman. Kinda T- like your friend here. Tabaxi? Like your friend here. Ah. Black fur though. Little scraggly. Looks looks over at Willow. Not much more scraggly than her. I don't really clean myself very often. I can tell. <laughs> very <laughs> unlike a cat. So Chalul. Yes. You're noticing that the driver has actually like circled multiple blocks more than once. Like you're kind of in the right neighborhood, but not getting where you're trying to go. In fact, like you may have been not quite paying attention, but you think at one point he actually passed Cassian's. Go ahead and give me a survival check. Ten. Yeah, ten's an average, average amount to get. After a while, after what seems longer than it should have taken to get there, you do notice that you're not going quite where you're supposed to be. So I'm, yeah, like you said, I'm kind of noticing by now that we've passed areas I'm familiar with. So I'm going to be like, Oi, driver, I believe we were supposed to stop off at Cassian's place. You missed it back there. Yeah, I'm going to Cassian's place. (laughs) And he he turns, he turns right. It's probably like the third time that you've been down this street. Having the fact that we've turned right three times, can I like look out the window? Well, it hasn't been right three times in a row. It's just like this street is the third time that you've been on this street, and Chilul is just like I've seen these before. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Cassian's. This is the right way, is it not? Looks like you're on the right right track now. Yes, but it seems like we've been on this track for quite a while now. 
So he he kind of like you guys inside feel the carriage start to slow. Uh, what way from here? Right. Okay, and he turns it right. And as he's going, I'm just kind of gruffly kind of point the direction like there, that way. And Sug, are you still like watching out the window? Yeah, I'm going to be like looking to see if I recognize anything. Okay. It would probably be that Sug feels also that this has been a little longer than it should be. And he looks out the window and just happens to be looking out like 30 seconds before you guys pass the leather worker. And Tula's just like, right. And you guys roll up to Lord Cassian's house shortly after. After we kind of pull up to a stop, I'm going to go ahead and hop off and start making my way to the main gate. And before it fully stops, Sug will already be opening the carriage door. Britt climbs out after everyone else does. Looks around and just goes, You know, I always thought Cassian would have uh, been a little more upscale part of town. He keeps his business and he looks, he looks kind of towards the house, like, it's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't like to draw a lot of attention to himself. It's humble. Humble it is. Well, uh, we're now in your guys' domain, so you guys lead the way. Sug will head for the front door, and then immediately for one of Jeffrey's ropes. Yeah, so the one that is, like, in the front entrance hall. Sug so just... Dun, dun. Jeff! Jeff! To a little kind What's of annoying. Jeff! No, no, what, what, what is he doing? Chulul's gonna ignore all of this and kind of go straight to the room because I'm sure he knows where it is yeah, by Chulul, now. Jeff. Everyone would know where they're, where they need to go. <laughs> Jeff! Does anyone else like just beeline it for the room, or do the rest of you stay back with uh, Sug calling for Jeff? Jeff! As he calls for Jeff. Uh, Lass is just staying in the, the entryway because all she needs to do is drop off some of her money in the bank of Jeff. Okay, Jeff. so yeah. Um, so with Lass hanging back as well, Britt Brit is leaning down. And she's like, So what is he doing? He's Jeff. calling Jeff. Well, I hear that, but why is he? What is? He, why is he calling Jeff? Like, why is he yelling? Sug, <laughs> so, maybe you need to pull it a few more times. He doesn't quite understand Jeff. how this works. He gets a bit overzealous at times. Jeff. Sug, Sug. Do you see Jeff? As as Sug says, do you see Jeff? Jeff walks on the corner. She's like, I'm right here. <laughs> well, I was gonna what pull it one more time. Do you need? I'm. <laughs> Children, I'm working with a bunch of children. It's you guys. It's always you guys. Why am I surprised? What can I do for you? Those frown. Her angriness that she's had is like happy and she's just batting and playing with the Jeff rope. Willow, Willow, Willow. Uh-huh. I'm here. Hi. What do you need? Uh, last? last needed you. I was... Last. I, I just, You've made them annoying. No, don't pin this on me. <laughs> it was last. Well, I heard you I can't even yelling, reach the so. rope. <laughs> she needed me to do it for her. <laughs> Britt actually just like, well, oh, she's right. It was him. Who's he? That's the bookie. Britt is just like, Ugh. He's a friend that we met. An acquaintance we met. And as, as you guys are like totally Butchering this introduction, Britt just stands up and holds a hand out to Jeff. She's like, "My name's Britt. Britt Dundragon. I uh, I work for the Baron." So the whole the whole time this is happening, Lass is just sitting there, like rubbing her temples, because <laughs> dealing with them. I'm guessing I've probably made it up to the room by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, I never really quite 
found out. What kind of tub do I have exactly? It's, it's a like picture a wine or whiskey barrel cut in half, but like three times as long. It's not it's not like a full circle. It's oval, but it's it's a good like six feet long and like probably three feet wide. I'm guessing it's kind of just sitting on the floor. Then there's nothing like under it, no hidden space. No, they or had the like like this was drug in here for you. <laughs> it's actually going to be a royal pain in the ass when you finally decide to change the water. <laughs> um, is it up against the wall? It probably would have been stuck in a corner just so it's not a big tub in the middle of the room that's in everybody's way. Yes, in the corner that I'm guessing my tub is in, kind of between the wall and the tub. <laughs> I'm going to make my little nest of leather clippings, my leather uh, sh- uh, sheet that I got. Then the remaining two healing potions inside of the bag. And uh, no, wait, I'm going to go ahead and just take out the healing potions. Keep the bag on me <laughs> and, and then leave... I'll go ahead and leave uh, 12 of my gold in my little pile as well. So you're leaving 12, like 12 gold you've just stashed in this pile of leather as well. Yeah. Is this pile hidden in any way? Yeah, none of you have seen it and none of you have really approached my tub area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to leave it in a, arranged in a way where I would know if anybody rifled through it. <laughs> Jalul, go ahead and roll me a... I think I'm going to have you roll a wisdom check for sleight of hand <laughs> if you are proficient in sleight of hand. No, I'm not proficient in it, but... Uh, okay. Oh, 20. Not a nat, but a 20. Nice. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, as Jalul finishes up with this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to grab my bucket of water and kind of lean over my tub and dump it over. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Chalul is hiding his ill-gotten gains, uh, allegedly, no, Sug is going to look at uh, Jeff and hand him Cassian's rapier because he's not going to take that into the commons, and then he's going to be like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Yes, yes, Sug. Can, Sug. can you take one Sug. platinum, Sug, Sug. <laughs> to the to the alchemist and get two healing potions and one healing salve? I told them somebody would be by. Pulls out a like little pad of parchment and scrawls down a little bit. Yes, I will make sure to withdraw that from your account. Thank you, Jeff. And where would you like this? The raper that he gave you, he just holds up. I, it belongs to Lord Cassian. He's given me leave to watch it, but where we are going, I do not believe it would be good to take. So where would you like it? Wherever Lord Cassian would like it kept. I will ask him. Hey, last, do you think I should leave my platinum here? Yes. Do you trust... Jeff? With my life. <laughs> All right. His name is Joff. Joff? Jeff? He he has, like, an evil glare on his face <laughs> as you call that to to his face. I'm just kidding. I'm just... And he's... <sighs> That's what Last calls you, so... He looks down at Last. <laughs> Daggers. Will you hold my platinum? Yes, I've made that offer to you guys yesterday and none of you wanted to take it except Lass and Sug. I'm learning to trust others and it's very hard to do right now. At this point, do I come downstairs enough to hear over here what they're talking about? Probably. I mean, you're not that far away. So yeah, me going downstairs as well, I'm kind of overhearing their whole money shenanigans. 
and I'm just uh, so human Jeffrey. I hear. I remember you offered us to to take some of our money to stash away. Yes, that is currently what I'm working on because some of you had a change of heart. Where exactly would you be stashing it? We have a system. Hmm. Is it a secure system? It's as secure as the den is, and Cassian trusts the den with his life. Very well. I suppose I would also like to make a donation to your... Deposit? Donation? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I like this word. (laughs) I would like to make a deposit to your secure services in the knowledge that I will be taking it back. If it happens to be misplaced or there's money missing, then I will know who to come to should I need a return. (laughs) Yes, I will make sure that your money is held safely. Very well. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give him the rest of my 12 platinum. Last will also give him 50 gold. Well, thank all of you. I will. And he opens up a different notebook from the one that he was writing down with Saga earlier. And makes a few notes in it, tucks it up, like, up his sleeve. Brit's just kind of sitting back with an interesting smirk on his face. I think we're good to go now. You guys are still down here. You never went up to the rooms. Well, I don't have have a room here, so I didn't have a reason (laughs) to go anywhere other than where the front room was. I only needed to drop off my money. Mm -hmm. Why did you need to do that? You literally just dropped off some money, too. Because I have been carrying it around and I forgot to donate before. <laughs> donate. I'm guessing that's what she did. Hmm. I just don't want to carry 50 gold down into the... Is the place we're going not safe to carry money on us? The commons is full of cut purses and pickpockets. Well, I wouldn't say it's full of them, just that they're there. There's full of them. I just don't want anybody stealing from me again. Hmm. Very well. Uh... Jeffrey, you better take uh, six more of my gold as well. So, are we uh, are we ready to go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of us. Onward. Mm-hmm. Jeff, it was a uh, nice meeting you. Well, I was gonna swipe at the rope again before we leave. Like, Jeff just kind of shakes his head. He kind of gives a slight bow towards Brit and just turns on a heel and walks away. So we'll give him a good a good swat in the middle of the back. Be like, bye, Jeff. <laughs> I'll remember that, Sug. Bye, Jeff. (sighs) Farewell, human Jeffrey. Remember what I said about my money. (sighs) They're not going to put up with us much longer. And Jeff's getting the brunt end of everything. (laughs) So everyone makes their way out and heads to the carriage then. (laughs) All right. And I think as the carriage is loaded up, Chalul, where do you sit? Um, seeing as I feel a little more comfortable now that I've stashed my goods sufficiently, and uh, having that uh, empty bag still in place where I'd put it, you know, in a place where the cat lady could see it, you know, gonna go on into the carriage, sit myself down. Hmm? You put the bag where I could see it? Yes, where you could see it. Not in an obvious place, but like in a place where it's still noticeable to anybody. trying to conceal it. Oh, so you've decided to ride with us now. I've received sufficient hydration today, and the rain seems to be about to stop soon enough. Do you shed? Why do you want to know? Well, you you seem like with all the water you've been pouring on you, you're afraid you're going to dry up. (laughs) Let's just say I like to 
keep water on hand. That's all. Okay. The carriage leaves Lord Cassian's Manor. You guys pass through a large gate in the wall that separates the Thelnea district from the Siren district. The Siren district is the central district. It's kind of like the main hub of Miavet. It's an area that has got a very, it's got the largest marketplace in the city. It's bustling there. You can find many different taverns, many different inns. Um, it's where pretty much anyone traveling to or from the city makes their stay. You can find all sorts of different merchants. You can find, like, if you need to rent a horse or carriage to leave for days or months. And you guys make your way through, and the carriage doesn't really go towards the center because that would just slow everything down. It kind of hugs the wall of the Siren district heading north and heads to the nearest gate that will take you into the commons. However, as the carriage reaches the gate to the commons, the driver stops. Are we walking from here? Brit, I don't why know. Are, you stop? are we walking from here? Why you stop? Driver? I don't know. You no, know, my driver, I just hired him. Trulul kind of uh, taps on the roof and kind of bangs on it, hoping that'll kickstart it again. <laughs> it doesn't move, and Brit gets up and climbs out. Opens the door, climbs out. Drava, why have we stopped? Uh, I'm not going through here. What do you mean you're not going through here? What am I paying you for? Well, you're going to pay me to get you from there to here. But I'm not going to the commons. There's a reason I don't work in here and I work in the Thelnea district. Brit comes around and looks into the carriage and... Well, guess we're walking from here. Doesn't want to find his uh, carriage on blocks. The wheel's missing. <laughs> no horse. And the driver just kind of looks at us. It's, it's nothing against you guys. I just seats. Coming. I'm not gonna. I'm not going through here. You you should be able to find for the transport, or you can just walk from here. So I'll go hop out and head into the commons. Well, heading into the commons, you're actually going to pass through a well guarded gate. There are six guards that you can see. I'd imagine they'd be more trying to keep people in the commons and out of the other district. Than yes, but to do so, they have the gate. At, like the gate stays closed for the most part. So there, there are guards kind of standing watch, making sure that no one makes their way through and tries to open the main gate. Is there like a man gate? There is a man gate, but Isn't that open. Yeah, you guys kind of get out and I imagine make your way towards the gate itself, and a guard approaches you. You guys going to the commons? Yep. All right. Um, keep a keep a hold on your valuables. This is a uh, we've had some trouble the last few days. What kind of trouble? Well, uh, there was a break in or a breakout of a jail, and then someone was found killed at one of the nobles' parties. So we've kept security a little tighter between the lower quarters and the rest of the city. Are we going to have a trouble coming back through? He looks over the rest of you guys. You don't look like people that should have a trouble, but here. And he goes over to, like, the gatehouse, kind of, and 
pulls out some tokens that have been made up. They aren't really of any monetary value. They are made from copper, but he hands them, he hands one out to each of you. And there's just a short inscription that essentially reads out to saying that the holders of these tokens are from the inner city and have gone for business in the outer city and will be returning. Sug's going to take that and actually tuck it into his boot. All right. It may not have any monetary value, but I have a feeling that has some value in the lower city. <laughs> Chudul is going to take his and he's going to tuck it kind of into his inner robes, kind of close to his body. <laughs> mm, the guard looks over the rest of you and I don't want any of you to be alarmed. I just want you to be aware that there has been trouble going on and until things have been sorted out and settled down, we have decided to close things off for a while. There hasn't been any large-scale trouble in the commons. We just, we need to get to the bottom of why we've suddenly had these problems. And he takes you over to a small man door. It actually goes through the gatehouse and he unlocks this side and opens the door for you. And you all walk into a pretty small and cramped room. It is about 10 feet wide and 20 feet long. It's pretty much just long enough to pack everyone in and around there is a guard inside the room and as you guys all file in the door is locked behind you and the door on the other side is opened by the guard on the inside file back out into the commons all right you guys enter the commons you're in kind of the better off side of the commons it's not all slummy however there is definitely worse parts of this district. The area that you are in being so close to uh, Siren and Thelnea is kind of the, it would be your like average middle class working folk. So you're seeing relatively modest houses, a few like two and three story kind of apartment areas that probably have a couple rooms that are rented out individually um, from where you guys start off, you can see a quaint little inn. Probably has, I mean, just looking at it, it would have enough space for probably 30 people and then a few rooms for people to stay in. How many floors is it? The inn itself is two. I'll walk up behind Brit and hit him on the back and be like, All right, Brit, lead the way. Yes, yes. Oh. And Brit begins walking through. It's like... Now, unfortunately, we do have a bit of a walk, and we do need to go to a lower part of the city. And he looks over all of you. I think we'll be able to blend in well enough. After probably an hour and a half of walking, let's go ahead and have a perception check from Lass. 18. As you guys walk through, you do Lass does notice that there is... You guys all definitely draw some attention from people walking by, but Lass doesn't notice anyone like following you. She's not noticing like any of the same recurring people, just that you're pretty unfamiliar in this area and you are moving in a group of five people, keeping relatively tight together, I imagine. So it's enough that people give passing glances that kind of tilt their head. Maybe you're new people to the city Maybe you mean business somewhere, but 
no one seems to be wanting to cause any problems with any of you. Well, Suggs could be looking for people that, like, even approach too closely for a brushing past or a bump. Um, Sug wouldn't, like, it's almost the opposite that happens, where everyone is kind of making sure to leave a bit of a wide berth around you. Oh yeah, he's gonna be glaring. <laughs> Britt is leading this group, and he has a very visible rapier and dagger at his hip. And we have a lizard folk. I, I'm glaring at people, and I have two short swords. Oh, you did bring your short swords? Yeah. You just left the rapier? I left just the rapier. So yeah, I mean, you guys are armed. No one wants to try their luck, it seems. Well, I'm just looking even for, like, pickpockets or cut purses that are trying to, like, just sneak No one's trying to get close to you guys. (laughs) They're they're basically seeing this, seeing people with weapons, and just like, yeah, probably, there's there's better, there's easier marks for today. (laughs) Sug's giving his his best mean mug for people, too. Chulul's giving his best, uh, grin. (laughs) Sug, go ahead and roll an intimidation check. That is 17. Then definitely any anyone that does, like, seem to get too close to you that would actually draw your gaze just sees, like, you, you scowl at them kind of baring your teeth and they make sure to take an extra few steps to the side. But after about an hour and a half, you guys are approaching, like, early evening, about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you approach a somewhat run-down looking building. Uh, The building itself is roughly 400 square feet, give or take. There is a kind of not really fenced off because there's an opening through it, but there's kind of a uh, short stone fence in front of the front door and hanging over the door is a, a sign. And the sign has a rat curled up on it. Well, we're here. He walks in, and like as Britt opens the door, he turns back to her. Welcome to the rat's tail. No bouncer? No. So I'll just walk in. You walk in. Um, How many people are inside? There are a couple medium-sized tables on your right in the... towards the back wall of what you guys see. There is one long table and then immediately to your left is a small circle table and looking further into this bar there is a bar set up in the back left of the building with an extension off of the bar for a few single patrons to be sitting at there is a another small circle table and kind of a outcropping of this main room inside the bar there are six patrons There are two sitting at that small table in the front outcropping, one sitting at the bar itself, and then one or three sitting at the farther back of the small tables on your right. Behind the bar is a scraggly looking black haired tabaxi. Shifty. And yes, there is a map for this that will be on the website. Thank you for listening to this remastered episode of Adventures in Aurelia. We hope you were liking what you heard. If you would like to get in touch with the show, come join our Discord over at adventuresinarelia.com discord. If you have a friend who likes fantasy stories, introduce them to the show by showing them adventuresinarelia.com 
where they can find links to episodes, read our blog, and find our social media. If you'd like to support the show and what we do, you can donate to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. Thank you.